this week's episode of the Rough Draft Podcast, we're going to be talking about some urban legends and scary ghost stories and stuff. So, first up, sharing his story is Cam. So, yeah, this is a very short story. It was about um, the legend of Molly Dyer. Um, so, this story takes place in Southern Maryland in the early 19th century. So, during the Salem Witch Trial, there was a lot of accusations and accusing of females for pretty much anything or witchcraft but sometimes it's like you know excuse but so the story goes like this so a village was you know having a pretty bad time diseases famine all that stuff and they thought man we gotta blame somebody for this so they blamed the homeless woman who was always running around in her cabin and everything she, you know so they was like well, let's burn the house down and let's get out of here because, you know, it's her fault. So they burned the house down. She ran away. A few years later, they found her remains on a, um, air quote, her remains on a, um, a rock, a single rock. And that's pretty much the legend. So if you ever go into Southern Maryland, you can, they, I think they even got a street name after her and you can even look at the cabin. And you can even look at the rock. So yeah, Molly Dyer. That's pretty cool. Uh, historical context. Yeah. Especially being from Maryland, I've never even heard of that. Yeah, me either. I've I think I've heard that story on a true crime podcast or a supernatural podcast. What One part of, the two. of Southern Maryland was I it? I think all they say was like Southern Maryland, like deep Southern Maryland. So interesting. That's where I'm from. I've never heard of that. No, you have to go find it. I will. I'll let you guys know if it's spooky at all. All right, up next is, I think, Katie, right? Yeah, I'll go. Right. Um, so this is a story that if you want a very well-written, eloquent version, head on over to the York Review website. Um, YorkReview.org. YorkReview.org, um, where I have it written there in an article called Magic and Murder in Hometown Memory. Um, but this is just the good, the story. So this happened right here in York County, in Stewartstown, so more south, southern area of the county, sort of rural. Um, it's called Hex Hollow, sometimes also called Rare Myers Hollow. And I'm going to start the story in the year 1900, exactly. Um, so there was, there was this practice at the time. Um, it was a Pennsylvania Dutch practice. Um, of folk he healing. It was called powwow. And yes, I'm sure most of us, when you hear the word powwow, you think of like a Native American practice. And they did take that word from the local Native American language. I don't know why, but they did. Um, and it's the only word that we have for this practice. So it's just what we have to use, powwow. Um, and it was like... Um, it was still Christian. They considered it part of like a Christian folk healing. Um, so it was perfectly acceptable in this small community. Um, so in the year 1900, there was a very well-respected powwower named Nelson Raymeyer. And, you know, he was very knowledgeable. A lot of people went to him. Um, and there was a boy named John Blymeyer, who was a little boy. And he was very sick, like dying sick. 
and his parents took him to Nelson Raymeyer to heal him. And lo and behold, he was healed. And John Blymeyer was so affected by this, he was so amazed by this magical healing that he became sort of obsessed with powwow. And flash forward to like the 1920s, John Blymeyer was, uh, he, he lived a life of misfortune. He suffered from insomnia, he really couldn't keep a job, he frequently got sick, and sadly he lost both of his children in infancy. Um, and he was convinced that all of this misfortune was the fault of a hex. He thought that someone hexed him. But he couldn't do anything about it without knowing who it was that hexed him. And he became really paranoid and erratic. He didn't trust anyone around him. His wife, Lily, was kind of got afraid of him. Um, and she actually sort of got him committed to an asylum because of this, which then um, enabled her to divorce him. Since, like, at the time, you had to have, like, a concrete reason to divorce someone, especially if you were the woman. But anyway, so she succeeded in that. And he, like, escaped from the asylum. He just, like, walked out and no one ever came after him. That's just kind of how it was at the time, though. Um, so he sought out the help of another notorious powwower in the area named Nellie Knoll, better known as the River Witch of Marietta. Marietta, like, right across the river in Lancaster County. But anyway, he went to six sessions with her, um, each of which cost $5. Um, and that's not adjusted for inflation, so that was not cheap. But anyway, um, at the, the sixth session, she put a dollar bill on his hand and said that, you know, when she picked the dollar bill up, the image that he saw on his palm would be of the person who hexed him. And it was Nelson Raymeyer. And at first he was like, why would Nelson do that? But he just really wanted to get that hex away. So Nellie Knoll told him that in order to get rid of the hex, he had to take um, a lock of Nelson's hair and bury it six feet underground. And then also get Nelson's copy of The Long Lost Friend, which is a book of folk magic that's like really beloved by powwowers. It's like their, their, their manual, but like sort of sacred in a way. Um, and he had to burn that book. So in 1928, John Blymeyer went to Nelson's house along with a 14-year-old named John Curry, who he just kind of recruited. Um, and they sort of like chatted and drank and they didn't really do anything. I guess they didn't, they couldn't figure out how to go about getting this stuff. But then they went back the next day with a third guy, Wilbert Hess, who was 18, um, in order to like roughhouse and get what they wanted from Nelson. And Nelson was not giving up his book. He wasn't giving up his hair. I mean, you don't really know what happened in that room, except that Nelson Raymeyer was murdered somehow. Um, and that happened on November 27th. It was like the day after Thanksgiving or something, 1928. Um, and John Blymeyer said that, you know, once Nelson was dead, the hex was lifted. He felt so much better. <laughs> like, okay. Um, they tried to cover up the evidence by setting the body on fire, but the fire just sort of went out, which is weird because there was no reason for that fire to go out in this, like, 
old wooden house. It should have gone aflame. So there were a lot of like superstition there. Um, but all three of the guys were caught and um, sort of became national news because a lot of people around America were so shocked that this was motivated by a belief in witchcraft. And it sort of led to more, um, like, um, what's the word? Um, promotion of science, in a way, because of this, but I digress. Um, it was called the York Witch Trials, even though officially in the court documents there's nothing about witchcraft, they didn't include it, they called it a robbery. Um, and all three of them were sentenced to life or 10 to 20 years, but they all got out pretty early. Um, and the house is still there. They say if you go, you might see some like red eyes in the woods or have rocks thrown at you. Um, there's also like some plexiglass over where the body was and you can see like the blood stain on the floor. That's creepy. It is creepy, but actually it's not open to the public right now. There's been a weird like, it's in the hands of, um, the descendant of Nelson Raymeyer, I think like his grandson or something, but currently it's not open to the public. So, but you can go drive by it. It is creepy, especially at night. Um, so that's my story. Um, it's, it's better on the website, but this is, I threw in a couple extra details here. <laughs> that's pretty creepy. So you're yeah. telling me if I visit, I'm gonna get rocks thrown at me? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> That's what I read, it's, although... It's actually not a ghost, it's me, I'm just throwing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Nelson would do that. He was a healer, but who knows? <laughs> okay, right. who's up next? Emily, you want to go up next? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, I don't know about rocks um, or any sort of uh, paranormal misfortunes that you might experience, but I decided that I didn't necessarily want to keep it local to York. I wanted to sort of represent my hometown, Cam mentioned, same, uh, not St. Mary's County, but um, Southern Maryland, and that's where I'm from. Um, and Mar Maryland has a pretty extensive paranormal history. I don't know if you guys know that that's where like the exorcism house is. Especially in Annapolis, there's a lot of creepy Yes, I live about like an hour and a half away from Annapolis and there's a lot of like creepy stuff that um, has gone on there. Yeah, everybody knows about like the exorcist house and um, the story behind that. But specifically to St. Mary's County, um, I wanted to talk about Sodderley Plantation. If you're like, if if you're like where, oh, if you're if you're from St. Mary's and like you you grew up there, then you probably took a field trip to Sodderley Plantation at like one point or another. It's like every fifth grader's dream to like get out of school and go to Sodderley Plantation. That's how awesome my hometown is. Uh, yeah, yeah. everybody's like, oh my God, we get to go to Sodderley this year. It's like not anything special, but there is a pretty cool like paranormal background to it. Um, James Bowles purchased uh, Sodderley Plantation in 1699 um, down by the Patuxent River. And there have been a lot of like sightings of ghosts and stuff like that. And um, if you go there, they have, what do, what do they call it? They call it like the 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 ghosts of Sodderley walk and they have it on um october 31st on halloween and you get to you get to walk around and see if you find anything spooky see if you feel anything creeping over your shoulder um but anyway aside from that um i wanted to talk a little bit about what people have seen before 
Okay, so I'm gonna try to abridge this, but EVP recordings picked up on a drumming sound coming from the cabin, followed by a soft but very distinct voice that says, get out, or get out. I don't know. I don't know what the ghost sounds like, but apparently that's one of them. Um, When I go there, I go there in broad daylight, and I go there with uh, a lot of skepticism, so I don't necessarily experience anything too... (laughs) too out of the ordinary, but it is a really cool place to to visit if you're ever um, really vibing to go to St. Mary's County. Um, The plantation is actually ginormous and like a lot, you know, a lot of wars happen there. So people have reported to see a lot of like um, apparitions of soldiers holding guns and like uh, the plantation owners um, doing some very... um, Un- unpalatable things. Anyway, I also wanted to talk about Sarah. Sarah um, sent in an article that I have I'd never heard about before, and it's called it's about Anthony Wayne who died during a trip to Pennsylvania from a military post in Detroit, and it's speculated that he was assassinated, and he was buried at Fort Presque Isle. I don't know if anybody knows where that is, but, um, he, whoa, I'm reading this for the first time, actually, so the live reaction, <laughs> um, okay, alrighty, oh my goodness, tell us, okay, sorry, <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait it's for like you guys that, to read about it, I'm just joking, like that scene in Community where Robin is like, the actual footage is too graphic, so I'll just show you me reacting to it. <laughs> I, I should have read this before, but this like Sarah sent a very, very long um, background for it, a very um, thorough Wikipedia page. <laughs> so basically, it is said that you can, oh, that his ghost wanders the highway on January 1st, which is Wayne's birthday. He's searching for his lost bones because when he got murdered, the person that murdered him placed the bones into two saddlebags and relocated them to the family plot in the graveyard of St. David's Episcopal Church in Wayne, Pennsylvania. Which is interesting because his name is Anthony Wayne. It's almost like it was fate. Anthony, rest in peace, but you were meant for this. Um, I guess you could say January 1st is a no-bones day for... I'm going to cut that one. No, you need to leave that one in. We need to come... No, we need to come up with another, like, stupid thing so you don't feel that bad about it. Anthony Wayne, more like Anthony Payne. Just kidding, he's dead, he doesn't feel any pain. Anthony Wayne, more like Anthony Sane. Just kidding, he's senile. Anthony Wayne, more like Anthony... Gain, he's getting those gains. I just hope when I die, y'all will make the same joke. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it for you. Thank Don't worry. You. Yeah, we'll we'll be sure to really commemorate you. Cam, more like bam, he got blown up. <laughs> I got blown up. <laughs> and that's how we ended up on a list. Right. You're welcome, Cameron. Thank you. Also, um <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a little, actually a little bit more to Sarah's story but I don't know if we can really backtrack with this. Sarah who? Say who Sarah is. So Smith. Sarah, so Sarah, Sarah Smith. Thank you Sarah Smith. Sarah Smith is one of the York Review staff. Yes. She submitted this 
ghost story for us to share with you all. The last one is called the Happy Valley Dream Survey. I'll come up with a joke about that before this ends. about the Happy Valley Dream Survey? Um, I don't think so. All right. Well, there's a lot to unpack with it. So if you have questions while I share this creepy story. Happy Valley. Dream Survey. Dream Survey. Got it. Yeah. So it originated in between 2015 and 2019. People in Portland, Oregon reported seeing posters just up around town saying, have you been having strange dreams? The Willamette Valley Dream Survey is investigating a recent spike in bizarre, unexplainable dreams. If you've been experiencing any unusual dream activity, you can help by reporting a summary. Please call this number with a description of your dream. So people would call the number. An automated female voice would ask them to describe the dream. And after they described it, they would just hang up and that was it. In April 2020, similar posters were put up in Utah saying the exact same thing. The only difference was it said the Happy Valley Dream Survey and it had a different phone number and an email address. When they called, they heard the same voice saying, thank you for calling the Happy Valley Dream Survey. Please describe your dream. After describing the dream, if you hung up, if you were using a cell phone, you would get a text. So I actually called the number. Oh. oh <laughs> from, from, a, from a fake phone number. I registered a fake free number. So I called them. I just explained a dream yeah. based off of some of the information that people shared, which okay. we'll get to in a little bit. I got a text saying, thank you for leaving a voicemail and participating in the Happy Valley Dream Survey. Is that it? That's all I got so far. Jesus. Some people would then receive phone calls from the same number randomly in the middle of the night, but as soon as they picked up, the other end hung up the phone. It's kind of creepy. No. Who do you think's on the other end? Like a 13-year-old? Like <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the theories. We'll, we'll get to the theories. Because it, it gets pretty dark. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, it's just like a Discord server, just like on the other end. Just like, I'm really going to mess with them this time. So some people who responded to the texts received a message saying, sorry, my responses are limited. You must ask the right questions. Oh. So the first person asked just a bunch of questions and then finally got a response. The second person, because two people shared their experiences. Well, what did they ask? Just a bunch of random questions. Okay. The second person only asked one question. They said, what is the right question? Ooh. And the response was, that's the right question. Oh. And then in, <laughs> in a different language, just the words September 5th. What language? Is some Haitian well, I like how we're trying to debunk yeah. us. Yeah, what I, language was I it, Ben? Tell us, Ben. What was, language? It was a Haitian Creole. Okay. okay. Um, so the investigation went online to Reddit, of course, because everything yeah. happens on Reddit. <laughs> uh, two people led an investigation on the subreddit Unsolved Mysteries. But one night, both accounts were simultaneously deleted, along with all of their posts and comments. Okay. And no explanation. Is the Reddit so the is the Reddit forum still online? I haven't been able to find it. Okay. But I haven't looked that hard into. We're gonna we're doing Reddit. live research right now. Maybe they got like TOS died. So you know, like, happy, 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 so. happy, happy, happy Valley Dream. Happy Valley Dream. Got it. Survey. Should we call? 
I, I did. I didn't. No, I mean like right now. I want to. I want to. I want to know what the voice sounds like. Was it just like an automated message. I'm curious. I feel like it's gonna be so like. I'm gonna be I, so dissatisfied. I hope this is audible. Jesus Christ! <laughs> From your leave phone. a detailed description of your dream at the tone. Oh. <laughs> 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 and there's the tone. Okay. And then you hang up. And immediately I get a text back saying, thank you for leaving a voicemail and participating in the Happy Valley Dream Survey. Oh my goodness, they have an Instagram. They do have an Instagram. <laughs> There's like... 66 followers, we're getting close to 666. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's so funny, bro. So people tracked the phone numbers that were published for both the Happy Valley Dream Survey and the Willamette Valley Dream Survey. And what they found is that they're not real phone numbers. They're mm. voice over IPs. So they can, they're internet numbers that can be made from anywhere in the world. Oh. Certain people, when they would text the number after getting the phone call, they'd get like a response saying, sorry, you're oh. not in the right zone. Huh. Interesting. So oh, here's the, the top, the little, oh, the, yeah. Cool. Interesting. I re somebody said, I remember someone mentioned that newer ones could be a copycat game jacked of the original ones. Um, could this be a social experiment, somebody says? There's, there's a lot of theories, but the one that I think is the most prominent, the strongest theory, is a different mystery that also involves September 5th. Okay. So there was a Reddit user, of course it's Reddit, whose <laughs> username was September 5 Survivor. He claims that bad things would happen on September 5th, 2020, as in all the luck in the world would run out. Like the, oh, the okay. universe has a finite amount of luck and it would start to dwindle I mean, are, We already weren't 5th. doing too hot. <laughs> we already weren't doing yeah. too hot. <laughs> He claimed, or they claimed, that a secret organization is behind everything and they control this thing called the Dream Realm. They're, oh, they're, they're just referred to as the organization. He, okay. would, he would post a whole bunch of comments saying, don't trust the organization. Well, this that's funny you say that because a lot of people, well, this person says, <laughs> Baldy Yeet on Reddit. <laughs> a very trustworthy member of the Reddit community. Thank you, Baldi, for sending your submission in. Um, it says, I know that everyone thought this was because the government was doing experiments due to COVID and it has been confirmed for people to have more vivid dreams, but this actually ran, but this is actually ran by a cult. Yeah, um, that's the September 5 survivor. Yeah, yeah. Is that theory? Baldi Yeet also agrees. His, <laughs> his main claim, his main claim was that on September 5th, 2020, the Earth would move closer to the sun, and that's what would cause everything to start going wrong. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, like with all doomsday cults, mm -hmm. he does say that if it doesn't happen in 2020, it's going to happen in 2024. Oh, okay. So he's, he's already backing up. But there's a lot of references to the number 24. So, example, if it doesn't happen then, it'll happen in 2024. Mm -hmm. And also, 
He claimed that September 5th, 2020 would last a full 24 hours, not the 23 hours and 45 minutes or whatever than a normal day lasts because we're closer to the sun. So for some reason, the earth is slower. That's interesting. Wait, a normal day doesn't last a full 24 hours? No, it's slightly less. What? Yeah. That's more mind-blowing. Wait, what? <laughs> 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 what? That's, so that's, that's why we have the loop here. Oh, that's, oh, so that's yeah. right. Oh, we need to have a separate episode explaining leap years because I feel like it is Wait, it is going to take a full <laughs> podcast episode to it, really yeah. like let me process that. Um, just, you know, your reminder that time is fake. I yeah, guess. just a rem- <laughs> Okay, go on. <laughs> Wait, there's also something else on Reddit that I've found. All right, I'll finish up this. Yes. Then. So he or they would also post a bunch of links to the same photo. And it's just a basic description of the photo because I haven't been able to find it. It's a girl curled up in a ball, sitting on a blanket. There's a bunch of jewelry displays in the background, Mm -hmm. like bottles and glasses of red wine in the background, VCR players, and there's like rugs, and under one of the rugs is a dead deer. Oh. (laughs) I was about to make a joke and be like, that was me in the photo, but I don't want the dead deer. That's really funny, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How does that track? She's like, actually, that was me. It, it just seems like a really random assortment of stuff. It does. Yeah. Th- they would also link a video to a person. Sorry, they would link to a video of a person in a mask with tiny, like, little baby hands <laughs> and a very high-pitched voice okay. saying stuff like, don't trust the organization, all that kind of stuff. The person would also... Uh, in a bunch of comments and posts, they would mention the man in blue flames, the boy in orange, the old man in purple, or the long green hallway, which seems like really random stuff. But then a bunch of people said that the dreams that they had been having and reporting had a lot of that same imagery. Oh. Do you think that's like the power of suggestion, though? Probably. Yeah, yeah. just could be. Uh, just says or from a psychological approach. It's the government. Or poisoning that's, us that's, that's, that's with, with these COVID vaccines. That's what I'm... Don't, uh, no, please get, please get vaccinated. No, please. <laughs> please get vaccinated. That's I'm what I was going to get into for this, with this Reddit post. This person is kind of like along the same track as, as you are, a little anti-vaxxer over here. I'm pro-vax. I'm just joking. 100%. <laughs> T Tiger Lily X, once again, stellar name, really resourceful, says the CIA dosed people with LSD. What if people were accidentally dosed and exposed to something and they're trying to get feedback on effects? I think the CIA would be a little slicker about it though. So maybe a business who accidentally exposed citizens and didn't want to get busted. So they set this up as a way to get anonymous feedback. Crazy. Thanks, Tiger Lily. It sounds crazy, but you never know. This this one says... I mean, don't trust the organization. Is the organization the government dosing people? With Ten LSD? Trails? What? Big Pharma? Big Pharma? (laughs) That's the government. Siri doesn't understand. (laughs) 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 This one says, oh, Spreakles. Again. There's some creative. Incredible. Could this have to do with Mickey and the Beanstalk, the 1940s cartoon? No. 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 You know what? Let's hear Spreakles out. Let's hear Spreakles out real quick. Well, it involved a land called Happy Valley, Valley, who is fueled by a magic harp. The magic harp gets stolen by a giant, and the land falls into despair. Mickey and his friends rescue the harp by the harp having to sing the giant to sleep. 
The giant needed the harp to help him sleep. Thanks, Spreakles. Anyway, in case you're wondering what's going on, um, an actual Jack and the Beanstalk story is unfolding right in front of our eyes, according to Reddit. So, that's something to ruminate on. And there are a lot of other ones. People are just yeah, ridiculous. They, people have pretty much taken this and run with it. They really have. They emailed me an hour ago, this person said. Oh, my gosh. Do that, they, yeah. I, I would not give them my information. Yeah, that's why I registered a fake number. But you just called them on your actual... No, I called okay. them a fake number. I'm not giving them my real <laughs> number. What? What if you called a car warranty scammer bot and put the dream survey on the other end? <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> it would just waste everyone's time. <laughs> I have noticed, I'm not sure if it's because of the free app that I'm using for this phone number or because I called the Happy Valley Dream Service. A lot of factors are coming into play. I get a lot of scam calls thinking I'm an old person I trying, trying to sell me like fake life insurance. Huh. I'm like, y you know I'm 21, right? I mean, you're never too old for life insurance. I, yeah. <laughs> So you found, you called the number, found nothing. Yeah. People called the number, also found nothing, but now have... Some some people found something. Like the people that yeah. got the, the answer. Weird, the question thing. Yeah. Interesting. It's a developing story. I just want to know what questions they asked and like... That well, didn't the, get... The one person who asked... What was the, what's the right question? Yeah. They said, what's the right question? And they, and they were told that that's the right question. What is, it wasn't an automated voice. Was it a real voice? It was a text. A text. Yeah, it was a text. Okay. I would simply cease to exist if I got a text from them. But I, I've been trying to get a response from them just for content, you know. <laughs> that's how committed I am to the bit. <laughs> that... After, so the first time I called them and they texted me, mm -hmm. I texted them back and said, glad I could help. Can I get more information about this? <laughs> and they didn't answer. So today I was sitting in the classroom right before class. And I was like, I wonder if I just text them again, what will happen? So I texted them again and said, hello, and no answer. Uh, Which is kind of disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're on lunch. Yeah, that's that's the happy. Oh, that's, a good that's actually that's the good. best one. Like that's way better than like my stupid like plantation story. It's, it's the creepiest one because like yeah, it's probably just a joke. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like it's ongoing. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how things like this can like get set up and like to 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 the extent that it did. Like people, yeah. there's so many people involved in it now. There are a lot of numbers that you can call like that though. I mean, it's not just yeah. yeah. Like just googling. Happy Valley Dream Survey. And you click on images, you get, there's one picture that has the same poster, but for three different places. Right, there's probably a lot of copycats now. Yeah, there's the original Willamette Valley Dream Survey, Happy this Valley Dream Survey, and then the Kingston Dream Survey. This sort of reminds me, do you guys remember that like TikTok trend from last year? Like that app, like Randonautica or whatever, where like they, did you ever, were you on that side of TikTok at all last no, year? But the podcast that I listened to where I heard about the Happy Valley Dream Survey also did a video. That's exactly it. I, I also heard a podcast episode about the Randonautica. Yeah, it's literally like people, okay, I mean, this is like a completely separate thing, but like it, it is definitely like very reminiscent of that, of the Happy Valley thing. Um, 
the Renonautica, it was like you would download the app and it sends you like random coordinates to go to. And a lot of people discovered a bunch of like weird things. And I feel like it happened too frequently for it to be yeah. coincidental. Like, um, the whole thing on TikTok was that these like this group of teenagers or whatever went down by this like bridge that had like some water underneath of it and discovered a dead body in a trash yeah. bag. They like that's stuffed in a suitcase. Yeah. yeah. And that's insane. So yeah, yeah, that a bunch of people found like bodies and stuff. Yep. So like either there's something weird going on with this app or there's just a lot of bodies that we don't know about. Chilling. Yeah. Chilling. <laughs> which I don't, I don't I don't think they're going anywhere, Ben. I, I, I think I they're gonna know. stay like that. I don't know which is scarier though. Is, what? Is the app intentionally sending people to random dead bodies? Or are there just a lot of random dead bodies? I, I, I think it is more scary that the app is so omnipresent that they are aware of so many dead bodies. I think that's the scariest part. Or are they aware? Are they just like I don't know. I kinda wanna download the app now. No, see it's I downloaded it and then I never went anywhere because I I just got too scared. I well, got cold feet. You don't want to do it alone. I wouldn't do yeah, it alone. I, I wouldn't do it alone. I wouldn't do it with six people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I trust anybody enough I to really. Like Cam's the, the only one here with common sense, I guess. I, yeah. <laughs> the no. six beefiest people I can meet. The six beefiest Beef. people. <laughs> A bunch of guns. <laughs> We're going somewhere. I feel. I I feel almost disturbed that people like especially our generation took it so far and it, despite the fact that like there were like reports of dead bodies and stuff like that that did not deter anybody from yeah, trying it to attracted more people it didn't it, see that's the thing though like that's like that to me that is the most disturbing part is people like their curiosity is getting the best of them and they're completely disregarding it's their own safety curiosity it's like the wanting to be included in something i don't like they're like, this is something people are doing. I want to do it. <laughs> hey, it's not. It's not it's just like, our generation. It's like like pure the people pressure. who went to executions for fun back yeah. in the day, the people who in like 1800s, early early 1900s murder scenes would just then walk around the murder scenes. That's, that's like, an interesting way of thinking about it. It's like, it's like if there's a car crash, people just go and stand on the sidewalk and watch. That's true. It's very much. I, I did that last week. Oh. There, was, there was a car crash. We like to know what's going on. Yeah. People just like to be part of the group. And Rondonautica is the perfect outlet. Anyway, let's resurface that. Be safe if you <laughs> do any haunted stuff. Have a fun, spooky Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Halloween. It's next week. Eat candy. Stay safe. Watch Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Support your local haunted houses. If like your neighbor sets up a haunted house in their driveway. Yeah, I guess yeah. like what people can take away yeah. from that is don't download weird apps that we have downloaded. Do not call random numbers don't that we have called. Yeah, like what are we internet. doing? <laughs> and if you do, don't use your own number. Don't give your name or yeah. any personal information. Make up a dream about a man in blue flames, a boy in orange, the old man in purple, and the long green hallway. You might get a text saying, ask the right questions. Maybe. Except it's after September 5th, so I feel like people aren't going to get texts anymore. Until closer to 2024. Mm. We'll check back in then. Yeah, no. <laughs> we can't keep this going. As assuming the Happy Valley Dream people haven't tracked me down and killed me. 
we'll check back in. It's giving it's giving very Scientology. You're gonna be you're gonna get sent pamphlets soon. Yep. People are gonna recruit you, and you're not gonna be able to get away. Yep. Well, that that's all I have. Anyway, if we'll, we'll leave anything. that on a good note. <laughs> all right. Thank y'all for listening to this episode of the Rough Draft Podcast. We'll see you next week.